You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we're starting our 15-minute clock countdown. And today we're going to talk about the left knee. So we're, we speak a lot, we work with a lot of right-handers. We're both right-handers. So a lot of times we just default to the right-hand perspective, or if you're a lefty, it's going to be your lead knee. So it's going to be your right knee. We're going to talk about the left knee throughout the golf swing and what it needs to do to really make a difference in your quality of strike, your, your, your distance. There's a lot of speed in what that left knee does and, and how it bends and how it straightens throughout the golf swing. And, and, you know, man, if I had this information when I was younger, I think you know, I would have been a lot better player. Uh, I just didn't have the information back then. And there was a time, there was a time frame, you know, I'm 42 and I've been playing golf since I was five and been a, a, a reader and a studier of the golf swing since I could read pretty much. I mean, I've read every golf magazine. So for five years. Yeah, pretty much. I've been only reading <laughs> for about five years. So give or take. <laughs> So, I, I, you know, I'm looking th- through the years at kind of how things have evolved. Uh, and there was a time frame when I was kind of working on my swing a lot where it was it was freeze the knees. It was keep the mm. lower body as stable as you can um, and not let the, especially the left knee, don't, don't let it bend more than it was at a dress. You know, and I even had my dad build me like a contraption. It was like a two by four across level to the ground about knee height that I would get up against that address with my knees and not push on it with my left knee. So I, you know, that was, that was taught. So now with gears, it's like you see these good players that haven't been, had been exposed to any bad instruction and you start to see what they do and it the world apart. I mean, the knee actually doubles as you, and we'll jump right into it here. Let's say that the, the knees at address are at 20 degrees at the top of the swing, your left knee is going to be bent 40 degrees. It, it, at least. It basically, at least it doubles. The right's going to lose a little bit, a little bit of bend. It doesn't completely lock out, but it loses a little bend so the so the hips can tilt, which is a majorly important aspect of a good golf swing. But that that left knee motion, to me, I mean, that, that helped my swing almost more than anything else, just understanding what that was supposed to do because it, it, when you lock anything, it removes all the athleticism out of your swing. So if you're like, well, my knee motion, there's too much sway. Well, the, the key isn't to lock it down. It's to figure out what direction and when it needs to move. And then your whole swing just kind of opens up for you and you start to move better, hit the ball better, and all the things that come with that. It's funny you say that while you're talking. I'm just stories and images of my own swing, my own game are going through my mind. And I had, uh, early on, I had a lesson and, uh, the instructor was like, okay, just, just imagine, just pretend move like your right knee is in a cast. 
Mm. You know, from, from setup, we're going to put a cast on your knee. That right knee doesn't move. And I was like, well, what about my left knee? And he goes, yep, we're going to put a cast on that one as well. Mm. And so what you wind up doing is, you know, depending on your age and flexibility, you can only separate the torso and the upper body so much when you can't use your knees. And then if you, then you're going to, you know, slow down that, that separation because it's going to be violent on the spine and it's not going to be as quick. So you really start to use the arms and hands in ways that you really don't want to use them in the swing. And you just, it creates a snowball effect. And we see that all the time with golfers. Anytime there's issues with the ground or, or you just start looking at the ground on up the golfer, anytime there's issues in that lower part of the golfer, it's always going to create issues above that. Rarely, rarely is it just fix the club and that's the only thing that's out of whack. There's always something causing what we can see in a golf swing. So for, you know, for a while it was the same thing. It was, okay, I'm going to move without using my knees and I'm going to try to hit the ball far and I'm going to try to hit the ball straight. And it was a nightmare period at, you know, trying to learn to swing that way. It always felt like I was hurt, like I was injured. Gosh, so, so true it just wasn't fun. And, and then you get, you know, you fast forward and you, and you try other stuff and you fast forward. And, and now we're, we're at an age where neither one of us have the backs that could do that now if we were trying to, but we have access to all these great players and we get to see every day what they do and we get to measure what they do. And again, what they're doing is so much easier physically than what we were taught and what we were trying to do that it's like, you just want to, you know, you just want to, hit yourself in the head for even trying something like that. But it's, it's so much easier on the body and it generates so much more speed when you actually start to move those knees. And in this case, our left knee, when it starts doubling, a lot of players get more than doubled in knee bend. It, it frees up the hips, it free, which frees up the upper body, which frees up the downswing. You know, it just, it creates the good kind of snowball, not the bad kind of snowball effect. Yeah, and just to talk about it affecting other things, I mean, if you let the knees change, that allows the left heel to start to lighten in the shoe, Mm -hmm. which moves the pressure correctly, um, you know, which which assists you in so many different ways that we've talked about in in other episodes. Um, The other part of that is above above the chain, uh, like of the knees. So how is the poor knee movement affecting the the pelvis? And Mike talked about the tilts, but, you know, a lot of the stuff I figured out with with the golf swing was my own swing. So I bought a K-Vest many years ago i still have it and i use it i like it because it's just so easy during lessons to throw it on somebody and get a quick number um so i'll i i remember putting the pelvis sensor on which measures rotation and side bend and also forward and back tilting of the pelvis and when i had my knees where they used to be i would create a massive arching in my lower back on the backswing Mm. and that was what caused me a lot of my back pain so the knees being frozen something has to give so you know there was a there's a pelvic bend graph and this is kind of nerdy nerding out but i mean this is what mike and i do for a living so we try to dig in as much as we can it's like sometimes you're looking for a needle in a haystack well you know i i, I went to the the k-vest um you know trainings over the years and what i learned was okay if my knees stayed too level and didn't change enough that pelvic bend graph wouldn't do what it was supposed to do, which kind of shows the stability of your pelvis in, the, in a, a, an arching and a flattening of your back on the backswing. And, when, and I, would, I would arch my back more going back 
than it was at a dress. And that was a kiss of death for me as far as my back. I mean, when I moved the knees correctly, then I would move the pelvis correctly. Then it took the strain off my back. So, you know, the things you're doing in your knees are affecting what you're doing to the ground and above the, above the chain. So I think it's real important to start to sort this out. I think I was adding 10 degrees of bend in the backswing. That's my pet peeve pivot. The no knees, the no knee change and the arching of the lower back. We we have someone in our, we've got a couple different um, levels of Facebook uh, groups for AMG where people can post their swing and we look at them and there's, I can think of a a couple guys in particular we've been looking at lately that are kind of freezing their lower body and right away it stood out to me. That's my back, that's my old backswing. Super arched lower back at the top of the swing with not enough knee change and really locked up looking. Uh, lower body, which in the lower back is going to take a beating, beating at that point. <laughs> it's making my forehead sweat right now talking mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> no so, doubt. Yeah, so it's not just an arbitrary, okay, you just want to bend your knee. It, it has advantages of doing that. And one of the things it does, and you mentioned briefly that, that the trail knee, the right knee is going to straighten a little bit. When you do both of those in conjunction, when you bend that left knee that much and it doubles in that knee bend, you're lowering the left hip as the right hip raises. You know, if we're standing in a golf posture, we can only raise one of our hips up so high. So we have to get that hip tilt by allowing the other side, in this case, the lead side, the left side, to lower. And that allows us to rotate on the proper plane. So we've got to have this knee bend to create this proper hip tilt. And the hip tilt is is how all these things are tied together. Then when you have that proper hip tilt, you're able to shift and you're able to create ground forces really out of reaction than actually out of trying to just shove your hips forward. So you're able to create so many things almost as a reaction and you can kind of trace them back to this knee bend. So when this knee starts bending, the hip's going to start tilt better and then you're going to start to to shift over on top of it and you kind of start playing, Scott Hamilton always calls it playing downhill is what you want to have in the downswing. And that all starts with these proper knee bends. And when we have one of our pros come in, whether it's LPGA player, PGA tour player, corn fairy, you name it. And we see some issues happening with they're just kind of, you know, they don't feel like it's working right, or they feel something wrong in the, and how they're pivoting or whatever. I would say a good bit of the time. And in fact, it's got to be the point where one of the, the first screen that we show up is a face on of the golfer with his, with his hip tilt and his knee bend on it. That's the first screen that we look at because if those things are off, it's really not a lot of point in looking past that. That's no. how big of an influence this is. Yeah, if you can't get the feet, the knees, and the pelvis correct, that's your foundation for all your movement. So how are you, you going to get the upper body motion correct and then into the, the arms and the club? It's very difficult. So you need to... You need to get these concepts figured out in your head. Uh, what what needs to happen in the lower body before anything else is going to be correct. And that's just a good way to think about your golf swing in general. Absolutely. You want to build a base just like you're, you build a house. You know, you don't want to build it on beach sand. You want to build it on a nice firm foundation. So when you start adding speed <laughs> and, you know, when those winds pick up, you want that foundation to be rock solid so you can you can ha- – play from uneven lies. You just, you don't want to be, have a golf swing. And we see this swing all the time where it's only good on a flat level mat. <laughs> you 
You know, when yeah. you start playing out on the real world, out on these uneven lies, ball below your feet, side hill stance, all those things, you gotta have that foundation working properly so you can produce the same club movements time after time after time. And that's what really separates, you know, higher skilled golfers from lower skilled golfers. It, it's the foundation in which they swing on. And it, it really literally starts right there with that front knee and how it starts bending right when you pull the club back. Yeah, and, and now it'll fix a lot of issues. Like a lot of people struggle with swaying to the right on the backswing with their pelvis. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, again, it's the same idea. If you lock some, if you lock one thing out, like say you're learning to lock your knees, you're going to sway to the right. So I tell people all the time, hey, let that left knee bend. Let the right knee straighten a little. And voila, instead of just thinking about turning or weight shift, I just have them do that and everything else falls into place. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it's amazing at how much more reactionary and how much smoother and better the parts above it start to perform when you just, you know, it's like if you have a, a car and it's, it's grossly out of alignment, you know, you're going to ruin your tires. It's going to be not fun to drive. It's always going to be pulling left or pulling to the right. And you can go, you can, you can put brand new tires on, you can change all that stuff. But if you don't fix that alignment, you're always going to have issues on where, where that car wants to go. And the same thing with the swing. If you don't have these knees working properly, in this case, the left knee, you're always going to have issues with everything above it. And you're going to wear yourself out. It's not going to be fun. And you're going to work a lot and not get the same return on investment. Yeah, you're going to wear out the toe and the shank on the club instead of the sweet spot. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> Save yourself some aggravation and get that get that left knee moving correctly cuz you you're going to it's just going to help the rest of your golf swing when it happens. Yeah, and, and re- real quick here, a good way to practice this, just isolate the movement, right? Get rid of the golf club, cross your arms across your chest, bend over into golf posture. Turn your body and start to just kind of look and see what your knees are doing. I mean, you can go on YouTube and look at great players and learn a lot. I mean, success leaves clues. Go on there and look at what these guys are doing with their knees, and you can start to see how they move. Just copy that. Get a mirror. Look, Watch yourself in a window. Get a live view camera like, mm-hmm. um, like Mike and I are big proponents of and, and practice these things while you can see them so you can start to ingrain the movement into your own swing. Yeah, it, there, there's no substitute for feedback because – most, even something as what seems simple as knee bend, most golfers aren't aware of what they do, and then they're not aware if they're changing it or not. So you definitely need the feedback. In this case, it's easy feedback. Live view camera or a mirror, and you can really get a sense for it. And you can left that, that, that knee can move in. It can bend in towards the ball. It doesn't have to just point straight out. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's a helpful for a lot of golfers to let that knee swing in a little bit as it's bending. So all of those things combined will certainly start to start to set the stage for the proper hip tilts, would set the stage for the proper upper body movements, and on and on and on. You really want to help your swing. Make sure your left knee is working correctly. Yes, sir. All right. Anything we need to cover before we sign off here? No, if this helped you or you think it can help one of your golfing buddies, go ahead and share it with them, please. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and you can help us do that. Love it, guys. Share us if you like it. If you don't, we'll do better on the next one, we promise. Leave (laughs) us a review on iTunes, please. Absolutely. We'll see you guys on the next one.